0: Well, right now we just wanted to um, have you watch a video that was comprised of a a lot of different people that are just saying um, happy birthday to Jim and we just wanted to share that with you right now.
1: We wish to join your church family, Jim, in wishing you a happy birthday. During this milestone birthday, May you be filled with the joy and fulfillment of the last 50 years, and may you look forward with great anticipation to all the good that will come in the next 50 years.
2: We We love love you, you, Jim.
1: Jim. Hey, Brother Jim,
0: we just wanted to tell you happy 50th birthday. Man, uh, that first time we met, we're uh, hanging out on the playground at Rama. Uh, we knew you guys were something special, and I am so glad that God brought your family into our lives. We sure do love you and appreciate you so much.
3: Amen. You're so steady. You're so stable, and we just value and treasure your friendship so much and just just treasure your wisdom and are so thankful uh, for your godly example in our lives, and we just love you so much. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Love you. Love Bye. You. Bye.
0: Happy Happy birthday, Pastor Pastor Jim. Welcome to the 50 Club. And we love you. We're blessed
4: to know you. We hope that this is your best year yet. And um, we hope that
3: you get pampered by your family and your congregation. And um,
4: just know from our end that you're so appreciated for all that you do for the body of Christ.
0: We love you. Yes. And we pray that you have an awesome day. God bless you. And
3: we'll see you soon. Yeah.
0: See you soon. Love you, man.
3: man. Hey, Jim, happy birthday. Congratulations on your 50th. How's that view at the top of the mountain? (laughs) Listen, we love you, my wife and I, obviously your family, your children, uh, you know, just the relationship we have and uh, boy, a special moment in your life. Wow, 50 years, amen. But uh, we thank God uh, for being our districts and neighbors and friends and everything you're doing for the ministry. Uh, You know in this great uh, northeast quarter. So praise the Lord. Hopefully you'll enjoy uh, this moment Uh, Should Jesus tarry? Hey another 50, but you're awesome people. We love you dearly and uh, like I said uh, happy birthday We'll be seeing you soon. Amen. So God bless you. Enjoy the day. We'll talk to you later Good morning Andover
1: Christian family we greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We heard that it is Pastor Jim's birthday. And Brother Jim, we just wanted to send out our birthday greetings to you. We love you. We believe in you. And know that wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, your family down here in Wallingford, Connecticut, Faith Bible Church loves you and is believing for God's best for you. Happy Be blessed, birthday. Brother. Happy, Happy birthday.
4: birthday. Happy birthday, Pastor Jim. As I was trying to figure out what to say, it came to mind, as it does from time to time, that there are many good churches on the North Shore and between where I live and Andover. But many years ago when we were back at Balladvale, um, I became convinced of two outstanding things. First, that the church was called. And second, when I attend, I hear from the Lord. Uh, It's clear, Pastor Jim, that your tenacious adherence to the pure preaching of the Word and your sensitivity to God's Spirit has made this place a beacon of stability in my own life as well as the lives of others. I appreciate your ministry. I firmly believe, just as you do, that the very best is yet to come. And I wish you a very happy birthday.
1: Happy 50th birthday, Pastor Jim. We love you. We're so excited for you. We're so grateful to be doing this life together, this walk of faith together. Thank you for your thoughtfulness, your consistency, your integrity, and for faithfully speaking truth by the word of God. I remember a time during COVID when I was having a tough time with the business and you're so faithful in walking alongside me texting calling encouraging with scriptures sharing prophetic messages with me which has enabled me to continue my journey and to this day has impacted me i could tell so many more stories but what i want to do is just wish you a happy birthday just share how excited i am to continue this journey and to we're excited about what we're going to do together for God. And just want to wish you a happy, happy birthday. And we love you. You're awesome. Happy,
2: happy birthday. birthday!
0: We love you, Pastor Jim. We
1: want to thank you. We want to thank you for being a great example for us in our spiritual and family life. We want to thank you for being there when we need to ask questions, always help us out, and just being a person that we can go to.
2: We appreciate all the advice over the years. We've loved coming here. And we just wanna we wanna take
4: time to honor you today because you deserve it. And we appreciate you so so much. Thank you
0: for all that you do. Happy birthday, happy, happy 50th. 50th. Yeah. <laughs> Hope it's a great, great year for you. We love you. Hi, Pastor,
4: Pastor Jim. Jim. Thank you for your service.
2: Thank you
1: for your faithfulness you're
2: such a blessing to our family and to this church we are grateful and honored to have you as our leader happy,
4: happy birthday.
2: birthday dear pastor Jim. my mom and i are very
3: excited to celebrate this precious milestone with you thank you for answering god's call and helping many others put god's first and trusting him always we will continue to pray for you and support you happy birthday pastor Jim.
2: Happy
1: birthday, Dad. I hope you had a great day. I'm glad I was able to spend it with you in this last week with you. And I can't wait to see you again in two weeks. Thank you for never leaving my side and always being a support. I know whenever I call you, you're going to be there to talk to me and help me through whatever situation that I need to get through. And thank you just for always being by my side. You're a great example of what our Heavenly Father is. And I've learned so much for you and I cannot wait to see you again in a couple weeks. Happy birthday.
0: Well, I just wanted to share, there are a few people that um, you may not know. The one couple, Rob and Sarah Betts, they have been good friends of ours. Since we went to, um, since Jim went to Rama, I was a student there, and they did meet on the playground, and uh, we were having choir practice or something. I'm not. There was, yeah, we were in choir practice, so, so Rob and Jim met out there, and so that's they've been friends ever since. um, Just very dear people in our lives, and so we're we're thankful for them. And then um, Eric and Maria. And Daniel and uh, Sherry Williams, they're actually a part of our district, and so when they were saying, we'll see you soon, that is actually next weekend because um, we are going to be having a district meeting, and uh, they're going to be coming to that and, uh, and hearing in Philip. So that's what's going on there. And then James and Cynthia Lillis, uh, they're good friends of ours, pastor friends of ours in Connecticut. And their church is um, a church that gave a large donation for our banner out there. And so we're just so thankful for their friendship and for their love. And so we wanted to share that with you. And then... um, I wanted to read a letter to you from um, Mrs. Kisling. As you know, Pastor, Pastor Gill um, passed away this year, and she sent a card, and so I just wanted to read that to you. <clears throat> All right, I think we have a picture of them if you want to. I put it in the drop box. It's there. There should be a picture. So if you want to find that picture and then while I'm reading it, we can put it up. All right. It says, Jim, we are happy to celebrate your 50th birthday with you. You are doing well and we are so very proud of you and your family. What you and Shelly have chosen to do with your lives is a family adventure indeed. Shelly asked if I would like to share some memories of our lives together in Link- in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I said that I would be honored. So I will start at the beginning. When you chose to come to our church, Abundant Life Family Church in Lincoln, Nebraska, we were a very young church meeting in a motel room. After your first visit, we wondered if you would come back again. <laughs> I don't think you returned the next Sunday, but when you did return, we were excited to have a young college student attending our church. To us, you represented fresh new life, which encouraged us. When you did commit to coming to our church, you poured yourself into our church and you were very supportive of us as pastors. We appreciated our conversations with you, and sometimes you would share some of your ideas and suggestions. We always thought of you as a gift to us and to our church. You allowed us to walk with you as you were growing as a Christian young man. I recall the time when you had asked Pastor Gill what you should do now that you had graduated from college and you had a job and you were living in an apartment. He told you that you should be preparing yourself for the next step in your life, which was to find a, a Christian young lady and get married. And so to prepare yourself for the step, uh, step, you should have a home. And so when you found your nice home, we rejoiced with you in your first major purchase. At that time, we had no young adults in our church, so the question was, how are you going to find this young lady? <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Gill encouraged you to be patient, and while you are waiting, prepare yourself to be the best husband and father you could be. You did that by studying the Bible, reading different books, and praying. Later, God surprised you by bringing Shelley to our church for a music workshop. That was such a fun memory we had of you two meeting, getting to know each other, and getting married. After you were married, Shelley also poured her energies into our church. You both were a breath of fresh air to all of us. We had a lot of fun times together. Last of all, we enjoyed when God brought Brianna into your family. Then it was a sad day when you moved to Tulsa to attend to Rama. We were happy for you, but it felt like a part of our family was leaving us. So much could be said about you, Jim. You have been a blessing wherever God has led you. With all of that, happy birthday. All right, well, I'm going to give the mic to my three daughters so that they can share their thoughts. Lots of papers up here. So um, happy
4: birthday, Dad. But um, the biggest thing that I thought about when I thought about my dad was, as Andrew stole the thunder from me, um, was that my dad is always here for me. Um, He's always here for me in my personal life. He was always there for me whenever I called him in college. No matter what was going on in the day, he would go and answer my call and take the time to talk with me. Um, Nowadays, I live at home, so I can just be like, hey, Dad, can I talk with you? And he's always there for me. Um, Recently, I was looking for a car, and he spent hours looking for them online with me. He spent hours driving there with me. And then when I was like, hey, thanks for doing that, he was like, well, that's just what a dad does. I was like, well, thanks. (laughs) He's the best dad ever. Um, And I know that all of you guys know that he's always here at church, and he always goes and stands at the entrance at the end of service so that he can say hi to every single one of you um, and make sure that you guys feel just as loved as we in his family do. He's now the district director, and he makes sure that all those pastors that you've seen, and there's like 27 others, um, make sure that all of them feel loved and that they have a place to go to He's just the best at making you feel loved and like you're really appreciated. So happy birthday, dad.
2: Well, both of them just stole my idea. <laughs> um, I was also going to talk about how you are always here. First off, happy birthday. And I really am grateful for everything that you have done for the church and for being a pastor and for everything that you put into me. Um... Uh, I appreciate everything that um, you've done and your consistency of always making me feel loved, um, whether it was waking up in the middle of the night and calming me down after a bad dream about Snoopy or <laughs> or um, taking time, like, 10 minutes to play Frisbee with me before dinner and going, all to, all, uh, going to all my concerts and games and playing piano with me. Um, and you have shown me what... It means to be a godly example through, like, your um, protectiveness and y- but yet your uh, love and understanding towards everyone, and how your humbleness and forgiving or asking f- for forgiveness whenever you've done something um, wrong, and then also your sincerity about the things of God. Um, you've always made me feel really loved, and I wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> love you. <laughs> As the third person to go, it is always
3: the hardest. <laughs> um, I did write this out beforehand before knowing what they were saying, so uh, all this is original. <laughs> um, <laughs> happy 50th birthday. Uh, I love you so much. Uh, since before, I can remember uh, through the stories that I've heard and the videos that I've told or seen, um, I, you have always been a caring and a loving father. Um, even when you had a full-time job a while ago, you would always come home after what must have been a long day at work and be ready to listen to my trivial elementary school joys and woes. (laughs) Um, And not only that, you set aside every Wednesday morning, um, and you still do, so that you would wake up extra morning, uh, extra early, and then we'd have 30 minutes um, to talk about whatever was going on in my life, um, even if that didn't seem important in yours. Um, And uh, now I can, like at the time I didn't understand Everything that went into that, um, but now I can begin to see everything that you had on your plate at the time between being a pastor and um, having a family of four to provide for, or six, <laughs> including yourself, <laughs> um, four kids, um, and then also having a full-time job. Everything that you had to juggle and still to take out that time every Wednesday morning and other days for my siblings, uh, and it was really special. And I know that not every sorry not everyone has the opportunity. Um, but you're also my pastor, not only a one in a kind, awesome dad. Um, and from a young age, you have been my example of what a godly person should be like um, and my role model. And you will continue to be my role model uh, for how I should live my life. Um, you always were there for me, you answered any questions that I had biblically. Um, and I didn't have to text you or anything, you were always right there. Um, and it is so evident that you love me and my family and the congregation um you are always there for us and you want us to succeed as much as we want to um so uh, i have had the privilege as a pastor's kid of seeing just a little bit barely scratching the surface of what it takes to be a pastor um, and it is truly outstanding everything that you do for us uh, so though you not be you may not be perfect in every area of your life you're exactly what i need in every area of mine i love you so much
0: all right well um we wanted to share kind of a slideshow uh through the years uh just so that you guys get a glimpse of what he looked like in his younger years before the gray but uh, (laughs) all right so if you want to go ahead and start that I wanted to just share with you um, from my heart, you know, um, my perspective of a life that has endeavored to honor God, his wife, his children, his secular job, and his role as a pastor. While there's no one that is perfect, um, my desire is to share truths today that we have learned along the way, and that brings glory to God, but it may also help you on your journey as well. And so the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 9, 24, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And so our race is a lifelong journey, and it's comprised of choices and decisions that we make along the way. And those choices we make in our teenage years impact our 20s. And the choices that we make in our 20s Im- impact our 30s, and those that we make in our 30s impact our 40s, and those that we make in our 40s impact our 50s. And uh, so uh, the Bible says in Matthew six thirty three, 33, that uh, we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And so I just thought I would go through a journey starting with his childhood, which his childhood is all secondhand, so um, I was not there. (laughs) So if I get some of the details a little bit wrong, um, you know, you'll have to just bear with me on that, but uh, Jim grew up in a Christian home. His parents started out Catholic and were born again and filled with the Holy Spirit in the Catholic Church during the 70s. And they eventually ended up going to a spirit-filled Lutheran church, and Kenneth Hagin books were in that church library. And so that's how they were introduced to the Word of Faith. Uh, He grew up going to several Word of Faith churches. And as a teenager, he took time to listen to tapes, um, cassette tapes. And for those of you that don't know what that is, you can Google it, and you'll find out. <laughs> but cassette tapes of uh, Kenneth Hagan and Andrew Walmack. And then uh, his mom would teach, uh, his Jim and his siblings, she would go over scriptures with them when they were young and just help to build a foundation of the word in him as a child. And so uh, when Jim was in college, he started going to a Rama church in Lincoln, Nebraska, and that church was about a year and a half old when uh, he visited. And he faithfully attended and did whatever was needed to help out, and he greeted, uh, he helped with the music, he went to all the church events, and uh, the Kissling spent a lot of time talking with him and encouraging him as a young single man, which you got to hear a little bit about. Um, and uh, just encouraged him to stay focused on God's plan for his life and being a good person to be married to. And so that was his focus. And so then when we met, we did. I did, a lot of you may know this story, but I'm just sharing. Um, uh, I did my one and only wor- music workshop at his church in Lincoln, and uh, Jim was the music minister. And so we were married a year later. And uh, Jim's church did not have a lot of single people at that time, and yet he felt felt like he was supposed to be there, and so um, and he was supposed to be faithful there. And so uh, this has given us a great hope for singles. We have great faith for singles because we understand that you are supposed to run your race, and so wherever God has told you to be. Uh, Even if he has to bring you someone in from another state, he will do whatever it takes so that you are hooked up with somebody that is able to run alongside you. And uh, one thing, this is a little, uh, one of those things just to share, you know, you don't want to settle for an Ishmael. You know, sometimes there's a fear that can take place. And uh, when Abraham and Sarah were believing for a son, Sarah took things into her own hands and it didn't turn out well. And so, uh, you know, you want to just hold, stay steady, stay the course, be what God has told you to do. And he knows where you're at and he will help that person connect with you and run alongside. So uh, I've always enjoyed talking with Jim. Uh, He's been my best friend almost immediately you know and I like to hang out with him as much as possible (laughs) Uh, but there were two major things when when we um, met that really stood out to me and one of them was his desire to follow God Um, he uh, even though we didn't know exactly what our path was going to be Um, I was confident that he would follow God to the best of his ability and that in turn God would lead us. And the second thing that stood out to me was his honesty. And um, he was very, very sincere. And I knew that I would be able to trust him, you know, with my life. But just trust, you know, just that assurance that he would do what was right. And uh, so... When we were married, uh, he took the leadership of our relationship from the beginning, but he was always very, um, very patient and would listen to me and take my input on things. So it made it very easy to come alongside him and to be his helper. And uh, that's why I've always thought of it as an honor. And so during our single life and early marriage, we uh, listened to people's advice and, um, that were further down the road from us, and we would read books, and we learned principles that helped us to build a foundation for our marriage, but we also took some parenting classes that Pastor Gill and Mrs. Kissling encouraged us to take, and these classes helped us to um, get on the same page before having children, and so we had the ability to talk about things and what our perspective was on some of those things. Um, One of the things that I also really appreciated about him is that we never missed a church service. And uh, there were times that, you know, um, as young couples and and couples in general, sometimes you get in an argument. And so there would be times in our newly um, married life that we would even be in an argument before we went to church and Jim still had to lead the praise and worship. And, you know, you you have to just show up and do and and, but in the process of doing that, we um, we allowed the word of God. Uh, to minister to our hearts, and it would change our perspective. And so usually after the service, we were able to have a fresh perspective and talk and work through the issues that we may have been facing that morning. (laughs) And so, um, you know, I was just so thankful, uh, you know, um, uh, that he made God the center of our relationship. From the very very beginning, what? <laughs> yay! <laughs> so, and uh, <laughs> those of you on the front row, are you okay? <laughs> uh, and so, um, you know, I believe that it it was a it was a choice that was made early on to honor God and as we began to um, honor him, it allowed him to be able to shape us, and just like iron sharpens iron, when you're in a church family, there were things that happened that helped to round off the rough edges, too, and so, you know, you get, when you are in a, in a place where you're rubbing shoulders with people, it makes you stronger in your walk with God, and so I was just thankful for that he had that choice, those, um, made those choices. And then uh, another two things that really um, I appreciate about him was he always, uh, people that were further down the road had suggested, you know, make sure that you date even after you get married. And so he has done that. And then the other thing was to take a day off every week. And so um, it may not have been consistently at the very beginning, but we, over time, began to realize that importance, how important that was. And uh, it became a lifestyle to us over the years and became very solid to us. So that is something that we do every week. We make sure that we have a day off. That we um, just, you know, spend uh, time together as a family, but also spend time focusing on God that day, and then also to have a date every single week. Um, And everybody has a different journey, but that has worked for us, and so I'm thankful for that. And then um, we had children obviously we have four of them and uh, when we were dating we talked about it we said two to four kids we didn't think we would stop at three um, just so that everybody had a playmate <laughs> that was our logic at that time so we had two and then we moved out uh, we had one in Nebraska one in Oklahoma and then when we moved out to Massachusetts we had two and there was a four-year gap between Andrew and and Christina. And those of you that know Christina, we were like, she needs a playmate. (laughs) And so Julia came along and we're so thankful for all four of them. And uh, so there's several things that I wanted to share about Jim as a father that I appreciate. And um, one of the things is he would read scriptures to them and read the Bible to them. From an early age, that was something that he put into them. Devotions was a priority, and um, and they still to this day, um, you know, we may not all do it all together, but devotions is something that is a priority in our home. And then uh, the things of God were number one priority as well. You know, just our faith, our values, all that was a very uh, strong priority in our home. He also instilled the value of honesty into our children. Your word is your bond. If you say it, you honor your word. And uh, he, um, the kids mentioned this. He does apologize when he doesn't do things something right, Um, and that's just it. Just shows a humility to be able to own up to the fact that you don't. All of us mess up. And as parents, that's something that's in your face when you know all the things that you you really wanted it to be like this, but then you're under pressure, you're under different things. You don't always say everything right. You don't always say everything the way that you mean it. And um, and so he, he apologizes, and that's just so sweet. I appreciate that. Another thing that the kids alluded to was his uh, weekly dates with them. He would just carve out a time that they could just, they always knew they could talk to him. So this time, uh, every week, of course, he could, he was accessible any time that they needed it, but this was a specific time that they knew for sure, um, you know, if they, if they had a question or something, they could talk to him. So in the beginning... Um, these they were donut dates. <laughs> so saw a picture of Julia eating a donut that was on one of their donut dates. And so uh, when they were younger, you know, um, they would play I Spy or you know just like little games that. Um, because they didn't necessarily have much to talk about. <laughs> so he would just um, have fun with them, one-on-one um, on with, one on one with them. And then as they got older, they definitely had a lot to talk about. And so some of those dates were more than a half hour, depending on um, if they hit a gusher. And uh, <laughs> they would talk about things such as what to do at school, you know, or maybe they would have Bible questions. Or sometimes they would just talk or just hang out and do talk about nothing much at all, but just, you know, really, <laughs> yeah. So um, another thing that I appreciate is, uh, is that he lives by example, you know, um, very sincerely. He does everything to the best of his ability that he knows. If he feels strongly about something, he's going to do it with everything in him. He makes his family a priority. He would not allow himself to work late um, at, on his, at his job or overextend when he's pastoring his church because he knew um, from older ministers that had shared with him the importance of keeping the family together. And so in Matthew 16, 26, it says, um, What do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? And so Jim took this to not just mean himself, but his family as well. And so he made it a priority uh, that if we were going to be raising a family, we wanted them to serve God. And so uh, on the job, some of the things that I admired because he would uh, work to provide for our family, especially when we were out here um, in the beginning years. He was honest and dependable and hardworking and very loyal, very loyal to his company, very loyal to his boss. He was thoughtful of his team, and uh, he didn't use his job as a stepping stone to become a full-time pastor. He, w- he was like he wanted to bless that company for giving him um, the opportunity to pay, uh, to support his family. And so he took that seriously. He was like, okay, I, I want to give them my best because they are helping me. And uh, as a pastor, a lot of you have heard our story, our journey coming to Andover. And many of you have heard the story, um, you know, different parts of it through the years, and I'm just going to say it in a net, in a nutshell. Uh, Jim was a student at Rema Bible trai- Training College, and over the course of time, realized that he was going to pioneer a church. In the beginning, when we first got married, we never would have thought that, you know, that was a possibility, but over the time that we were there, we realized that that was something that God, how God was leading us, and um And while he was processing where that he was going to do this, um, he felt a pull to north of the Boston area. And so when he was praying, uh, he saw a map with a glow just north of Boston. And um, my initial reaction when he said, what would you think about Boston, was no. (laughs) We had been talking about the Midwest, and I just thought we were more suited there because we new people in the, in the Midwest, but after about six months, um, God put, put Andover on my heart, and when we looked at its location, it was right in the center of where that glow was in his heart, and so we took a trip in, a Jan, um, in January to this area and still felt pulled to coming out here, and so we decided to move our family out here and get settled, and we didn't start the church right away. Um, but because we wanted to continue to check our hearts to make sure this is where we were supposed to be. And during that time, though Jim diligently worked um, his job, but also was working on paperwork and getting things done with the government so that we could start the church and just putting things together like bylaws and all sorts of things that he um, knew to do during that time. So uh, some of the things that I admire about him as a pastor is that he honors God. Uh, Everything he does, he wants it to be a blessing to God. He understands he is accountable to God for what he says and how he treats others. He is protective. He's protective of his congregation. He watches over the state of affairs in the congregation. He'll address issues if necessary to protect the congregation as a whole. He's very thoughtful and spends time praying about what guest ministers to bring in because he wants it to be a blessing to his congregation. Uh, He wants to do right by others, so he'll make sure that if we bring someone in, no matter how much the offering is, he's going to make sure that that person leaves with a good offering. Um, And then uh, he's accountable. He makes sure that uh, there are checks and balances in place, so the finances are always above board. He's dependable. If Jim says that he's going to do something, it's going to get done. And uh, he'll swear to his own hurt because uh, he will absolutely not back out of a commitment that he's made. He's determined. He will not quit. Uh, it doesn't matter how what things look like. Uh, he will keep doing what God has asked him to do no matter what. And um, it doesn't matter if there was only one person and their child that was coming for a year, he was going to stay the course because that's what he knew that God had given for him to do. And so he's very honest. He wants everything to be um, uh, right. Uh, He doesn't want anything to take away from God. He's very careful. I think I kind of said some of that already. He's disciplined. He uh, worked a full-time job while preaching. And uh, that, w- that being on the home side of it, it, it took a lot of balance to be able to do both of them and not for it to take away from his family. So he was very disciplined with his time. Um, he's detailed. That is one of his superpowers. <laughs> he's able to take something and make it better. And uh, so he will fine-tune systems and make them even better. Obviously, he's technical. Um, uh, During COVID, when everything was shut down on a Monday, come Wednesday, he had found out a way for us to be up and live streaming. And he did all of that, just going through, uh, researching, doing a lot of stuff. Took a lot of hours in those two days to make it happen because he was determined that it would happen. Um, he wants things to be as sharp as possible for the resources that we have, so uh, he will research different things and put it in place. Um, he figured out the sound, the computer program to put scriptures and lyrics up, and was determined um, and determined what cameras that we needed and programs were best to use for the live streaming. Uh, he spent a lot of time <coughs> researching what we could do with our lights, um, and they're not fully finished, but he was doing that because our with the lower ceilings. Um, so it was not something that even people that were in that field, some of the suggestions that we were giving still were not going to be able to work for, th- for the situation that we were in. And so he will just keep plowing until he finds a solution. And I very much appreciate that about him. He's very musical. Uh, he played piano for very many, for a lot of years and then imparted that music into his children so that they could be involved with the worship team as well. And so when COVID happened, uh, he realized he had to step out of the music. Um, he was already planning to do that in the future anyways, but it had to be sooner versus later uh, so that he could be on the technical side. But he had already developed Christina to a point where she was able to step in and begin to play piano. Uh, And then uh, the last area that I wanted to just talk about was his preaching. Um, He takes that responsibility extremely seriously. And so every three days, he has to stand up in front of his congregation and give what he feels like God put on his heart for us. And so in face of pressures that he may be feeling, circumstances of life, he's still stays dedicated to that to give his absolute best to his congregation. And so he will spend time in prayer and study and make sure that um, he has a word for us. And um, he may be in the middle of researching things to try to uh, help with, you know, projects in the church, but he still has to stop whatever he's doing to spend that time in prayer and make sure that every um, every service, uh, he's available in a vessel that God can flow through. And I very, very much appreciate that. And uh, I love him very much, and I'm so thankful. And I hope you ha- are having a great birthday. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> I do have a few thank yous that I just want to say real quick. I want to thank um, my kids. They helped me tremendously with the videos, um, putting that together. That was a lot of time on their part, and so thank you very much. Um, I wanted to thank those that helped with the decorating. We had an amazing decorating team so that are very creative. Didn't they do such a nice job? They did a great job. <laughs> Nikki, Rebecca, Jerry, Pam, am I missing, Michelle, there you are, there you are, and so thank you to all of those, and then uh, for those of you, we have some cookies in the Super Kid room in just a few minutes, and so we had people that were baking cookies, and so thank you for that, and then I just want to say, um, in advance, thank you for all the cards, people that brought cards and um, that have written texts and, and wished happy birthday that way. Um, for those that participated in taking time, I know it takes time for people to make the little video tidbits, that, things that were said and everything, so thank you for carving that time out of your, your schedule and doing that. And um, uh, Alright, and so Nikki, And Rebecca, if you guys want to come on up, and Jim, if you want to come on up, and Christina. We're going to sing Happy Birthday. Okay. Happy Birthday to you. want to say thank you so much we love you um there are cookies in the other room if you guys want to go into super kids and grab a cookie on the way out and there's a card you can sign if, if you guys didn't get a chance to before service okay Hi. well thanks so much for being a part of this
1: just want to oh, yeah. thank you guys so much thanks thanks for everybody that and thanks for the cards and everybody that you know made the videos and just the kind words thank you to my family you know andrew and my daughters and of course, my lovely wife. Um, it's just an honor and a privilege to serve you guys and, and to be here. And um, this was awesome and is awesome. We're going to go hang out a little bit. But thank you guys so much. Um, we love you. And um, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> this is awesome. Thank you.